Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, so please enjoy. And today's guest is Megan Gwynup. Uh, Megan is a travel agent, and uh, I had her on because she posted about the fact that you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, and that blew my mind. So we had a great conversation about that. Uh, she shared her, her top three travel tips at the very end of our, our uh, podcast, and we talked a little bit about you know traveling uh, w- you know during the COVID pandemic, uh, and, you know, with travel restrictions lightening up a little bit, you know, what to do, where to go, things like that. And, uh, just had a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy All right. Welcome, Megan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going, it's going. Uh Megan, I actually I don't even know it how do you how do you pronounce your last name now? Gwynup. Gwynup, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say Ginup, but Gwynup. Got yeah. it. Everybody Got says Ginup, you wouldn't be the first one. It's okay. <laughs> okay, good. I mean my, my last name's not easy, so I mean it's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah, but yours didn't um, change. So <laughs> True. True. Very true. Um so I wanted to have you on, uh for those that are tuning in. Uh, you are a travel agent. We went to high school together. We we were in like choir and musicals and, and things like that. That's how I know you. Actually, yeah. your mom and my mom are good friends. They still. <laughs> I don't know if they. I don't know if they did. They did the last I musical. Think, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, they did last year, like pre COVID. Yeah. But I don't know if they did any costuming for the what they did this year. Yeah, I don't. But I don't, maybe I don't next remember. year. So, uh, but so they still talk. And I, uh, I keep tabs on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and things like that. And I saw that you, you were posting about how you're a travel agent and you were like doing like fun facts about like, you know, travel agency and things like that. So I wanted to have you on because like, especially now COVID is, I, I, COVID's not disappearing, but COVID's tapering off. Right. So, you know, I feel like people are going to start traveling more and yeah. With that being said, uh, I wanted to get a couple travel tips and things like that. But I also wanted to point out the fact that uh, when I read it on your Instagram or Facebook, it was, you know, using a travel agent doesn't cost you anything extra. And I that was a misconception that I always thought. I always thought like, oh, I don't want to use a travel agent because it's going to cost me more money than it would if I just went on Hotwire or, you know, Hotels.com, things like that, Expedia. So I, I wanted to have you on to talk about that. So let's, uh, let's, let's dive right in and, uh, and, and, and learn a little bit about travel agency and, and, and that style of, of travel. Yeah. So um, travel agents, so when you book a vacation, wherever you book it, you book it through Hotwire, Expedia, you know, booking.com, hotels.com, any of that, or direct on the vendor's site, a travel agent's commission is built into that price. So when you book, say you're going to take your family to, you have kids, right? So say you're going to go to a beaches all-inclusive resort. You're going to go to Jamaica or Turks and Caicos. The price that you see is the price that I also charge because I go right through the vendor. But my commission is built into that, whether you use a travel agent or not. And so right now, especially with all the COVID regulations and the testing to get into countries, testing to come back to the United States, you know, constant flight changes. I can't tell you how many, how many times I'm on the phone every day with 
an airline because my client's flights have changed or they changed the days. And I'm like, you cannot, you can't change this. Like we need to fix this. Um, but I get paid directly from the vendor um, with, and it's all included in the price. So, you know, you might find, you might find a cheaper price on Expedia or Hotwire or something. Basically what they do is they cut down the amount of the commission that they're taking from the vendor to offer that cheaper price to you. That's how that oh, works. But okay. they will not help you. So say you say you have to get your negative COVID test to go to Turks and Caicos with your family. And one of your kiddos, asymptomatic, is positive. And then you have to change your whole vacation. Their Hotwire, Expedia, they're not going to help you. They're going to be like, well, call our in-travel number and try to figure it out. Oh, by the way, your vacation's non-refundable. Did you purchase, tra purchase travel protection? But they're not going to tell you any of that stuff. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, most of my clients now I'm like, nope, you want to go here? We're going to get travel protection. It's a minimal cost, but it will protect you if something happens. And they won't tell you all the policies and procedures, anything like that. So travel agents, I feel like five years ago, were not nearly as relevant as we have become part of, partly because of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I've seen, you know, travel agents were a thing in like the, the 80s, yes. early 90s, right? right? And then it died out when the internet started booming because they started getting these, you know, hot wires and, you know, Expedia and all that. And I now I'm starting to see more of a comeback uh, for it. And especially now, I, I see it more relevant because of COVID, because mm -hmm. of, you know, the, the, the crazy restrictions and things like that that are going on. So it's it's... It's really interesting, and and I was like, I wanted to have you on to talk about this, and I'm, I'm so yes. glad. So, your, you, what what company? Or I don't know if you can talk about your company, yeah. but what company do you work for? Yeah, so I work for a company called Marvelous Mouse Travels. Um, obviously, with the mouse part, started out um, almost about six years ago, mainly just booking Disney destinations, and has kind of expanded since that. Um, I've worked there for about three and a half years. I'm an independent consultant, so I work from my home office. As you can tell, I love Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All my math years behind me. They're not just for me. I and you have you have a lot of kids, though, right? Yeah, I have three kids, yes. Three kids, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I started out um, booking mostly Disney destinations, Universal, and Disney does. I mean, not just Disney World, Disneyland. They have 16 parks, resorts around the world. They have a cruise line. They have this awesome product called Adventures by Disney that you get that Disney level of service, you know, like in high school, Mr. Lee, you know, everything had to be Broadway caliber, right? And so Disney, yeah. they're one of their huge focuses is just that that upper level customer service, like that top notch treatment. And so they have a product called Adventures by Disney, which will do they do domestic tours, they do um, international tours, you can and they take you with a, a Disney cast member, it's one of their employees, and then a local guide. So someone who's from the area, and they take you all around. So for instance, say you're a big Sound of Music fan, you wanna go in this gazebo and walk around and kind of recreate, you know, 16 going on 17. The Disney, Adventures by Disney is the only one that has access to that gazebo. None of the other tour companies do. So like you can go in and your guide will walk, if you're not there with your spouse, your family, will walk you around and somebody can take a video of you like recreating that scene. Yeah, so like that's just that's part of that. Cool that Disney difference. They'll lay on the ground to get like the best picture of you in front of the Eiffel Tower where you can see the whole thing. Um, it's really cool. Uh, but so we started with mostly Disney destinations, Universal and um, Orlando and Hollywood, and then have just grown from there. And so I book everything. I can send you on an African safari. I can send you on a cruise. 
I can help you go to Vegas for the weekend, um, all of those things. And I actually, more people are booking domestic destinations through a travel agent right now because of COVID issues. Because if your flight gets changed, I'm the one that waits on hold for 10 hours, not you. And like Delta, last week, they wouldn't even give you a callback. Like I had to call for my own flight and there was no callback option. It was like, your wait time is 322 minutes. And then like, I'd wait for an hour and it'd be, oh, your wait time is 507 minutes. And I was like, this is going up. But you know, Holy that's crap. kind of what happens. I've had clients go to Disney, their kiddo gets sick, they wanna come home, you know? So while they're worrying about their sick kiddo, I'm the one that's making the phone calls and the arrangements and making sure that they're getting a refund or they're getting credit for their, you know, unused portion of their tickets and, and nights at the hotel and making sure that they have those airport transfers back and forth that are going to take them with no problem, you know? So, wow. Yeah. COVID has really, last year was rough, right? I mean, like I worked for free a lot <laughs> because I'm a commission based, right. so I get paid after you travel. So when your trip is canceled, I'm not getting paid, which is fine. But I feel like that level of service, maintaining that level of service has shown people how, how important it is at times to have a travel agent. And there are always going to be people that want to plan themselves. And that's the beauty too, right? Say you want to take your family to Universal or Disney mm. and you want to do, you want to pick what rides you ride and what order and everything. That's fine. Go, you go right ahead. I'll book your trip. I'll send you a huge digital packet. There are some 20 to 40 pages usually of a PDF file um, that you can just go through that have a whole bunch of insider tips and tricks. Like, oh, your kid's a fan of Harry Potter? You can see Dobby in the window and, you know, and, and it's just, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's something that I had booked through a travel agent a handful of times before I became one. And at first I was like, why do I need this? But we are going to Disney world with two tiny kids. I mean, Ainsley was two and Logan was not even one. And, and I was just kind of like, we're, <clears throat> these are tiny children. I know they're free. So that's why we're going, you know, cause they're right. free under three. But I was, I reached out to a friend who I knew that did it. And then afterwards, she's like, Megan, you know so much. Why wow, you should do this. I was like, no, no. So then a few years later, Jeff was deployed. And I was like, mm, I really need something for me. I have three kids. I'm over just being the mom and wife. Like, I need something for myself. I was teaching music at a preschool, which is fun and all. But preschool music is yeah. not, not quite my jam. So, yeah. yeah so I <laughs> So I applied to this company and a few others and interviewed and I just really liked the whole feel. And I mean, my agency's great. We're about 275 agents. So when you book oh, wow. with me, if I don't know something, I will go talk to other agents who have been to that resort or, you know, and we all pool our knowledge and it's like, we're like one big family. Really excited. We've got a conference coming up in November that I'm actually going to come back from overseas for. And all of our vendors are going to come to us. And it's going to, it's just a huge, it's just going to be really cool. I'm actually, I'm super excited about it. That's really cool. And, and you were just in, was it Cancun? Yes. In Cancun. Yep. Um, How was that? I, it was awesome. The, I mean, the water in the hotel zone is beautiful. I mean, I went into the, you know, into the Caribbean sea up to my chest and I could still see my feet. I was like, this is not like the East coast of the United States, you know? Um, yeah. But it's beautiful. I was doing some on-site training with Palace Resorts. They've got a handful of uh, family-friendly and then adults-only resorts at all price points. And it's uh, they're beautiful. The food is amazing. They make, I mean, 
Jeremy, they make their, their pasta is homemade daily. So like you go to the, wow. the Italian place and it's homemade pasta. It was so good. They're super friendly. Wow. And the general feel is everybody's just glad to have people traveling again. I mean, those resorts were totally closed because of COVID. Their employees weren't making money. You know, I mean, it's just, it was super sad, but they're, it's awesome. I mean, the Mexican government has made their, their newest requirements are masks must be worn indoors. So inside the resort, unless you were sitting down to have it to drink or, or eat some food, you had to wear your mask walking around. Um, not in the spa, that was optional. So you didn't have to do a massage with a mask on your face. But, um, but you know, the second you walked outside, you could take your mask off. There's every, those resorts are pristine. I mean, like so clean, so beautiful. Most of them have been recently remodeled. They really took advantage of the closures during COVID to remodel. Um, but they're, I mean, they're stunning and I literally can't say enough about the food. It was so good. <laughs> um, now <laughs> you, you, you just, you, you, you grazed over this, but you said, you know, when your husband was deployed, you, you started doing this and then you said, you're going to come back from overseas. Where are you living now? I don't even know. So right now we're at Fort Bliss, which is in El Paso, Texas. So it was kind of ironic okay. to me that I had to fly from El Paso to Atlanta to Cancun when I literally like out my window right now, I can see the mountains in Mexico. So really right on the border. Yes. We're right on the border with Juarez. Talk about fantastic Mexican food. Like so good here. Oh, <laughs> really sure. I'm it. sure. And then this summer we are moving overseas. We're moving to Stuttgart, Germany. So we will be oh. um, on the Southwestern part of Germany. Southwestern part. Okay. So kind I of like near, we'll be about like two hours from Zurich, about five hours from Paris. We're about well, two hours kind of like Southwest of Frankfurt. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So have you uh, been, when I went to, where were you, where did you go? I went, I went to, I flew in and out of Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. uh, I went from Frankfurt. I drove, I rented a car. I drove down to um, Rottenburg. Which yes. is like a small medieval town. It's, yes, it's so like a, awesome. It looks like a Christmas town. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And and what uh, fun fact there is when I when I traveled there um, at the time with with my the the, the person I was dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know she she liked history and stuff like that, and we went there. We we stopped there. We stayed there for two nights, and we really didn't like book too much ahead of time because we wanted to you know if we'd like somewhere we're just going to stay there a little bit longer right. um you know but we we booked you know the hotel in frankfurt uh mm -hmm. one like the night before we were going to leave that that was basically it and then we <laughs> started picking things along the line and we booked in uh in rottenburg we stayed there for two nights um and and that city still exists or that town still exists because uh I think it was a U.S. general or, or, or somebody, when they got orders to bomb everything in that area, um, he remembered a picture on his mother's wall of that town and how beautiful it was. And he knew that there wasn't a lot of, like, uh, you know, Nazis in there or whatever it was. Right. So he bombed all around it and yep. basically left that place alone. It was it was yes. unbelievable. The story that they had, and they, they, they talked about it, um, then we went from there, we went to the new Schwanstein castle, which yep. I don't know if you know, but the Disney castle is, yes. uh, is loosely based off of that. It is. And it's a beautiful, and, did you, was it a nice clear day? Like, did you get to go oh, walk yeah. on the bridge and like see the yep. castle? Yeah, it's beautiful. It was unbelievable. I mean, 
I like I'm jealous that we don't have things like that I here. Know. Me too. It's one of my favorite parts about being in Europe and you know like probably my favorite city to be honest is London because you've got so much of the history and they have it's it's so well preserved. Also they speak English because right. when you so live overseas helps. for 3 years, you know, like you speak German, like I took French in school and that's really helped. Sometimes it's just nice to hear English. So Yeah. Um but it's yeah but i mean just the history that they have over here our country is so young compared to those that it's i know i wish we had castles like i i'm really looking forward to just you know going hiking on a path and you find like a castle ruins my kids don't remember that when we were there the last time um my older two kids were born in germany but ainsley my daughter was almost two when we left and logan was like six months old so they have no memories we took ainsley all over i mean by the time she was nine months old, she'd been to like on three, she'd been to three different continents and, you know, we took her all over Europe. We were like, have baby, we'll travel. Keep going, you know? Yeah, but. yeah, exactly. No, and, and then from, from the Neutronstein Castle, we got lost a little bit on our way to, uh, where did we go? Um, it's famous. <laughs> did you go to like Eagle's uh, Nest? No, it was a, it's a big city. I can't believe it. I'm drawing a blank. Not Munich. Maybe it was Munich. Is that where they have um Oktoberfest? Yeah. Yes. Yep, in Munich. Okay. Yeah. So so we went to Munich. Sorry. Uh so no, that's I believe that's south southeast, right? Yeah. Yep. And then and then from Munich we stayed there for two days. I mean, talk about beautiful area. Oh my god. The parks yeah. there. And I, I okay, this is so you have, you know, how old are your kids now? I, I apologize. Eight, seven, and four. He'll well, almost five. He'll be Henry will be five next month. Okay, so when I was there, uh, you know, the girl I was dating and I, we went to uh, this park and we were walking around and seeing everything. It was really cool. And then we come like to this like almost like Japanese garden in this park, and uh, they have like a like a little stand, you know, like a, almost like a restaurant, and and they have like picnic tables and whatnot, and you can order, you know, like schnitzel or, or whatever okay. and and then you can order beer so we're like yeah let's do it let's get some schnitzel and some beer so we did we sit down and then a couple sits down with their two kids like on the table next to us yes and you know where i'm going with this and 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 all of a sudden i see the little kids they're sharing a beer yes <laughs> and i was like i was like holy shit i was like i was like is that is that what like is that cool and she's like and and she was like jeremy the U.S. is really the only one that really like has these super like, strict dis yeah. yeah like like these these like stigmas towards like you know sexual like nudity stuff like that like they think nudity is sexual all the time yeah and, and then they say like and, and drinking is bad all the time like at at lunch these little kids and they couldn't have been more than like four and six they like they had this little stein that was probably like the size of a coffee mug yeah. and. They were they were just taking a sip. It wasn't like they were guzzling it. They, they, no. And then that that struck up a conversation between her and I. And I was like, "Wow, okay." I said, "So that's pretty interesting." And she goes, "She goes, well, think about it. If you grow up and you've had sips of beer and you've had, you know, like, and it wasn't made a big deal and like, no, you can't touch this. When you go to college, do you think you're gonna let loose and just like, you know, do what ninety percent of college students in the U.S. do, which is just like." go balls to the wall and get yeah. hammered blackout drunk. No, cause you've had it. You've been there before. Right. And, and I you've was been like around it and it's not that, that forbidden fruit. It's not that it's not a huge temptation. 
Right. So I was like, holy shit, man. I was like, uh, you know, this will, so when I was like, when I have kids, I'm totally going to be that parent, you know, um, if any law enforcement, I don't even know if you can enforce that, but I'm totally going to be that parent that like, Hey, if you want a sip of my beer, have at it. Like, I'm not going to let you have your own, Right. (laughs) but but you can have a sip, you can have a sip of wine, you can taste it. It's not like taboo. You know, you're going to see us having drinks. You're not going to see us getting smashed, you know? Right. Right. So. And That's those that. kids, yeah. in all honesty, they're probably drinking a Rattler, which is like half of like a like a sparkling lemonade, half of a, a wheat beer, which is delicious. They're, they're one of my favorite things to drink over there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So in Germany, in Germany, I had um, apple vine, which is yes. like their apple wine. apple wine. Oh my God. So that good, is right? so good. <laughs> yes. So good. And then, and then, uh, and then from, from Munich, we went to, um, where'd we go? We went. I think we went, oh, we went to um, Austria and we went to, um, the first stop was, I can't believe I Vienna. Salzburg. Mm -hmm. First stop was Salzburg. Mm -hmm. Second stop was Vienna. And then we went all the way back to Frankfurt. That's cool. And it was, it was, it was a trip that I will always remember, uh, obviously not really well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it was it was phenomenal. And, and it, it, you know, really opened, that was my first time overseas. So that, and that was, I want to say like 2011, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe 2010, 2011. And it was awesome. I couldn't believe it. I, you know, and, and since then, you know, I've been to, uh, uh, Italy and, you know, I, I, we flew in and out of Rome, uh, we, I was in Sicily for I don't know if you remember a girl in in high school Katie J. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she she married she married a gentleman uh, by the name of Santino. He's nice. obviously Italian. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the guy's phenomenal. I love him. And he uh, he basically spends his summers over there. Like his family still has a house over there, and they have property over oh. there that they rent out and things like that. So they got married there, and. Um, we That's we awesome. went there to the wedding and I was able to take my parents with us and we spent seven days uh yeah, seven days in in Sicily. Uh and that place is gorgeous. And when you talk about pasta, oh my god. Oh my gosh, I know. Oh I can't wait. I've already got I mean so, I have a running list already of where we're going. Some of them are cities that we've already been to that I want to take the kids back. Henry's never been. Henry was actually born in New York. He was born while Jeff was deployed, so I came home. And he was born where I was born at Sisters Hospital. So he's never been overseas. He's super pumped. Like, he's super excited. I'm excited to take the other two back and take pictures of them again in places that they were in That they previously. were. Yes. You know, I mean, and I'm like, so next time you want to go to Europe, you can pay for it. Like, we are not, we're not taking you again. You can yeah. show your pictures. Now you should be able to remember some of it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I just love... There's just so, what's crazy to me is the United States is so big and full of so many different cultures, right? But if you were to take that and compare it to Europe, it's, the United States is bigger, we're all one country. And there's so many different countries and they speak different languages and they have different cultures. I mean, it's just amazing. And with the EU, with their non-COVID times, open borders, like you just drive on through. I mean, we drove from Germany right into France. Nobody stopped us, you know, like we had our passports and everything, but it's not unusual to see 
a German license plate or a French, and they all look similar. They're all that EU license plate, and it's just yep. you can just tell by the two letters the country code underneath. But we had driven up our last big trip before we moved back to the States in 2014 was we went up and we drove. My mom came with us. She came to see Logan after he was born. She babysat the kids while we went to a ball. And then, like, the next day, we were, we were like, thank you. We're going to take you to France. So we went to Normandy, and we stayed at this cute little bed and breakfast at, like, at a farm in Normandy. They didn't speak English. So I was like, that high school, college French really come in handy here. Like, I can, I can ask a few things. Um, right. But we went, and my husband did a tour um, – he went with a group, like a small group and did a tour of all of the, the battlefields and the American cemetery and, and the, the beaches and everything. My mom and I drove around with the two tiny children. I mean, literally Logan was like six weeks old. He actually didn't even have his passport yet. We just took his German birth certificates with us and we we're like, cool, we're just, we're just going to go. We're just going to chant it. Those pre-travel agent days. Now I would say make sure you have a passport. But I was like, we're just, we're going to, once a lifetime, we're just going to go. And now we're going right. back and I'm like, this is twice in a lifetime. But, um, you know, but we went there, we, we toured a whole bunch of different places, enjoyed some amazing food. I mean, like they brought Ainsley milk from the cow in the morning. And of course, because she's American and is used to cold milk, she's like, the two-year-old Ainsley's like, she's like, stop, they're being nice. Just, just drink it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so then we went to Versailles. We went to Disneyland Paris for a day. We went into Paris and did all of the sightseeing. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome trip. And then we came back and stopped um, in the Ramstein area in Germany, Kaiserslautern, and then, you know, drove the rest of the way home because it was, we were in Bavaria the last time we were in. Jeff was stationed in Vilsack. We lived in Grafenbeer, which is about an hour from Nuremberg, about two hours north of Munich. So, I mean, it okay. took us 45 minutes to get to the Czech border. Prague was like an hour and a half away. We did that. We did day trips to Prague and talk about such a cool city because there are buildings that are literally like in half, like there's half of a building, half of it was bombed away in the war and they were able to salvage the other half of the building. So it's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's the, the architecture and the historical things that you can see overseas in Europe are just amazing. And so I don't know how much you saw in Italy or if you mainly just spent your time in Sicily, but you know, there's like Roman ruins in Italy, like on your way, mm -hmm. which is crazy mm -hmm. to me. I mean, we're driving through and my husband's like, I want to go to Paestum. I'm like, what's there? Cause he was a history major in college. He's like, I want to go here. Okay. So we drive up and he's like, yep, this is where we're supposed to be. It's these huge, like Roman columns, like a Roman temple, just right in the middle of the countryside from, from, yeah hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of years ago i mean it's just it's crazy <clears throat> yeah no we we went we went from rome to sicily we flew to sicily then mm -hmm. from sicily we went back to rome spent two days there then we or i'm sorry one day there went to florence mm -hmm. went to uh where do they have the gondolas venice venice went to pisa Yes. And then back to Rome. And believe, that leaning that tower it, yeah. in Pisa, I was like, there's no way. And we walk up, I was like, wow, it legit, like, it really leans. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy is, like, Pisa, that's all they have there. It wasn't really that cool of a, you know. <laughs> it's that with the huge wasn't... church next to it, and it's beautiful. Like, I have a beautiful picture. Yeah. But you see all the tourists are like, 
holding it up or you know what I mean? It yeah. Was, oh, was yeah, funny. yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're yeah, never we going to take that. one of those pictures. <laughs> we're just, just stand yeah. there. I was like, Ainsley, just stand there. Fine. She was like eight months old at the time. I was like, no, you're going to, you're going to stand. Cause we went there after we went, uh, we did a Mediterranean cruise out of Chevecchia, the port right near Rome. And so we stopped oh, in yeah. Sicily on our cruise. We stopped in Turkey and Greece. And then it was, it was awesome. It's so Fran and I got married in 2019. Um, and, and then, a, you know, but we got, we had a destination wedding. We were Aruba, in right? Aruba. No? Yeah. yeah. So we said, and we were there for 10 days. Uh, so ah. we said, we don't need to go on a honeymoon, you know, right, right away. Right. Like, let's just go ahead and, and go back to life. And then, you know, next year we'll plan like this really nice. And we, we, we booked a uh, 12 day Mediterranean cruise mm -hmm. and then COVID happened. And, and I was, I was livid because, so we booked it on Royal Caribbean mm -hmm. and this is where, uh, you know, full circle, this is where a travel agent would have helped out. Yeah. So we booked it on there and then it was just a deposit. And then, you know, we, we did, we did that in 2019. We did it in, I want to say October we booked it. So then they said, well, you really don't have to pay anything. You can start making payments, but you don't have to pay anything until like, I think it was like June. Uh, yeah. because we were going in September of, yep. of 2020. So mm -hmm. in June, 2020, you have to pay and, and be good. I said, okay. So then it was like, I think it was like a total, of like six grand or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So we, we get to, you know, January, February, and then March happens. People start shutting down. They start canceling things. And then not even, not even thinking about it. Um, June comes and they, they call me and they're like, Hey, uh, well, they send an email like, Hey, don't forget you have your, your, your final, final payments due. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll look at it, but I'm not going to pay six grand when we don't know the, you know, severity of this. Right. Cause at that point, all cruise ships were, you know, like docked, they, they could not do anything, all that stuff. So I said, all right, whatever. And then next thing, you know, I get a phone call. They're like, Hey, you got to make your final payment. And I go, but guys, like you're not, you're not traveling. So why am I going to tie up six grand? And they're like, well, you get, you'll get a credit if, if we don't travel on that day. I said, but still, I'm tying up six grand that I don't need to. Right. And they're like, well, if you don't, you lose your deposit. And I was like, so you're going to go ahead. I, I go, you're going to keep, I think it was like 200 or 300 bucks that I had yeah. to put down as a deposit. I was like, you're going to keep that money. You need it that bad. I was like, I realize that you guys aren't traveling, but you need it that bad that you're going to keep my $300, $400, whatever it was, and you're going to lose a customer over that. I was like fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you six grand. And thankfully I didn't because they still haven't traveled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think they're just starting to travel. So I was like, I was like, man, I'm not going to do that. But again, if I would have went through a travel agent, they would have probably either told me or got me the full refund or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would have said, okay, you got a few options, Jeremy. They're not going to sail. I can tell you they're not going to sail. You can either pay your final payment and then you get a full refund or you can take the 125% future cruise credit, which is pretty awesome. They're going to give you 25% more of what you paid for you to sail again with them, which could mean an upgrade in the stateroom. Or you could split that and do two cruises, right? I mean, so for some people, oh. that cruising is their thing. 100% do that. Or I would have called and said, hey, my client doesn't want to pay his final payment. We know that you're not sailing. It either needs to be a future cruise credit or you need to refund him. And they'd go... 
okay, well, we'll get back to you. Or, and then if I didn't get a satisfactory answer, I'd go to our business development manager, Jenny, who's phenomenal. And she would go to bat for Royal with me for you. So, and then you that's, would have see, that's like cool. a better, you know, cause that's the thing too. So like when I went to the palace resorts in Mexico this last weekend in Cancun, we met with each of the sales managers at the resorts. We met with the general managers. We have a business business development manager, Alex. She's fantastic. And so like, say you and Fran want to go to LeBlanc in Cancun, right? It's this beautiful all-inclusive resort. Spa amenities are included. Not, not all of them, but some of them are included. It's, it's gorgeous, right? Amazing food, very relaxing, very chill. So you guys just want to take a long weekend. You're done. You want to go. So then I call Alex or send an email to Alex and I say, I got VIP clients coming in. Blah, here's what we're going to do. And so then, then I work with the sales manager and you end up with a little bit of an extra, you know, surprise in your room, or, you know, they get you at the chef's table for dinner or, you know what I mean? Things like that, that if you were to book it on your own, you just get a break and you do get a bracelet at palace resorts, but it functions as your room key, which is really nice because then you don't have to worry about oh, it's great. carrying anything. Right. First they put this bracelet on. I'm like, I don't want a bracelet. No. But if you notice, there's different color bracelets. And so, and that denotes like, so if you booked with a travel, like if you booked with me and my agency and our status with palace resorts, you would get a gold bracelet. And so that then gives you different privileges and things, but people that just book on their own, you know, they get a, a red bracelet, you know, members, they do have timeshares there. Members have a different color bracelet. So it's all, you know, and then there's VIP areas on the beach and near the pool and cabanas that you don't have to reserve ahead of time, but are only for those like VIP clients that come. Oh, things like that cool. that you don't know, like right. unless you booked with an agent. Yeah. No, that's very neat. I, yeah, I, 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 it was funny. So I, I told Fran, I was like, Hey, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm recording, uh, with Megan. I said, she's a, she's a travel agent. I, I told her the story about how I, I yes. saw it and all that. And, and she goes, good. You could book us a trip. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I like her. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can, I can. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to definitely book a trip. So we'll, we'll talk to you about that yes, uh, offline. Sure. Uh, yes. But yeah, I, I, and, and now are you going to continue this when you, when you move? Definitely. Um, that's kind of the beauty about this job and our crazy army life is that I started this when we lived at Fort Stewart in the Savannah, Georgia area, moved here and now I'll move overseas with it. So it's nice because being an independent contractor, like I can set my own hours. I work from home. You know, it's not a big deal. As long as I've got an internet connection, to my laptop, we're good to go. So yeah, um, my work hours, I will, Stay on East Coast hours, so like I'll be working till like two or three in the morning some nights, um, just depending. Because I have some clients that work full time during the day, and the only time that they can talk is in the evening, and I respect right. that. And so I adjust my schedule around it. Here it's a little crazy. Sometimes somebody wants to talk at like five thirty Eastern time. I'm like, I'm actually picking up my kids from school at that time, so can we do six your time? You know, um, right? So, but it's you know, but I love it, and I'm now at the point where. I have a lot of clients that were very happy with my services that then refer me to their friends. And so my business has grown organically on its own, which is really cool. Um, you know, my first year as a TA, I was like, I need to, I need to like comment on everybody's status. Like, Oh, you went to Disney world. I can do that. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Too I was seeing those. I was seeing those posts. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was. But, and then it's funny because, so here's the other thing. 
So you can book your own trip to Disney World. That's fine. If you have questions and you ask me, I'm going to say, you know, I, if you'd like to transfer your vacation to me, it doesn't cost you anything. I'm, then I'm happy to help you. But to be honest, if I don't book your vacation, I'm not covered under our um, insurance. Like our, we have an errors and emissions policy for our agency, right? So if I book your vacation and I'm getting paid for it, then I can help obviously help you with your vacation. But if you were to be like, hey, Megan, I just can you just send me your Disney tips? I'd be like, listen, I'm really sorry. I hope your family has a wonderful vacation. Here's a book you can buy. Here's a Facebook group you can join. But I'm sorry, my services are for my clients. And yeah. at the beginning, I'd be like, yeah, let me give you these few tips. And maybe next time you'll book with me. And now I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was actually just having a conversation with, uh, with other agents on our trip. We're like, no, I'm not at that like super desperate. Like, I just want to grow my business. Now it's my level of service obviously has shown through to people. And so I just get, you know, a bunch of referrals. Yeah. And, and, and you gotta be careful with that because you know, you're, you're basically giving out your, your, your secrets or your tips or whatever for free when, you know, it wouldn't have cost them anything to go with you anyway. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I respect that. That's, that's, that's smart. Right. It's like, you wouldn't comparing it's like, you wouldn't ask your realtor or you wouldn't ask like a realtor friend, right? Like, how should you stage your house and stuff like that to sell it on your own? Right. You're going to, right. You would list your house with them, you know, right. just like, I'm not right. going to cut my hair at home by myself, not even in COVID. I'm going to go to my hairstylist, right. so, you know, and pay them because that's their area of ex- expertise, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, mean, no, I, I agree. And I, we do tons of, I like, so I didn't go to college to in the hospitality industry. I went to be a music teacher and I was a music teacher right. for a few years married my husband and to be honest, applying for a new certification in a new state each time we moved, getting fingerprinted again, all these things. I was like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. We went overseas. It's very hard to get hired overseas. Um, there's, they have the department of defense schools, which is where my kids will go next year, but they're mostly staffed by civilians that, that the department of defense has paid to move overseas and pays them a nice salary to be there so there's consistency in the school, right? I mean, if you think about it, when we grew up, our teachers didn't, there weren't, there wasn't a whole lot of turnover, right? I mean, we had Mr. Right, Lee no. forever, Mr. Goss is there forever, you know what I mean? Like so many of the teachers were there for a really long time. But if when you hire military spouses to teach, they're there for two or three years and then they move. So yeah. So they hire a lot more civilians over there. You're, you can't really work on base. 70% of the jobs on the base have to be filled by local, what they call local nationals. So Germans that speak English that work for the, for the U S government. It's just part of the whole, it's called the SOFA agreement um, that allows us to be in their country and have a base there. And obviously like they train together. I mean, Jeff has a bunch of friends in the German army that when we were there last time, you know, they did a whole bunch of trainings together and stuff, but but so for spouses, it's hard to work. So my job is so nice that I can just take it with me. And I'm just like, yep, I'm here. It's cool. And I get to travel all over the place. And then I put, you know, I just share about it on my page. I mean, anytime I go anywhere. And we have been so, like, Army life is perfect for this job because we go so many different places. I mean, our first duty station was Fort Carson in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, like, I've skied in the Rockies and, you know, we've hiked all over the place. You know, we went to um, Columbia, South Carolina at Fort Jackson for six months. And so 
because my husband likes history. We visited a bunch of like Civil War battlefields and stuff while we were there, you know, went to the beach, all that, moved overseas, traveled all over Europe. Um, came back here, lived in the Savannah, Georgia area, did a whole bunch of, you know, we've done trips to the Caribbean, you know, a bunch of Disney trips in that time. Cause it was a four hour drive. Like I could load up the kids and go for a weekend while he was gone. It didn't matter. Um, right. you know, and now we've lived here, which I never would have lived in El Paso if it hadn't been for this. And we've gone all over Arizona and New Mexico, a little bit curtailed because of COVID. We were supposed to go to Turks and Caicos last summer that got canceled. We were supposed to go to Barbados for our anniversary that got canceled you know I mean so it's not like I like I feel you on the cancellation of the trips it's really hard you know but um and with me my work I traveled two to three weeks a month yeah and now I'm literally stuck at home you know working from home and I I listen I wouldn't change it for the world because I was able to you know spend a lot of time with you know my my new wife you know the kids all like all day every day yeah. but yeah. you know now i'm like all right let's go ahead let's <laughs> let's speed this up i want to <laughs> yeah i want i want to start traveling again so right? hopefully hopefully we have uh we're, we're able to travel at the end of the year mm-hmm. but i'm losing all my statuses and i'm i'm I really know, bummed about so that. hard i know i was last year some of the airlines and stuff did extend status through this year so it's yep. nice because i had a companion pass like i flew southwest enough that i had a companion pass and i was like this is amazing. This means I only have to pay for four plane tickets instead of five. You know, like yep. I get the early bird check-in, like it's automatically included, all of that, you know. And so um, I was really thankful they extended it to this year. And actually, when we leave El Paso, we're going to drive to see my brother and sister-in-law, because Ben's also in the Army, and they're in Fort Benning, mm-hmm. Georgia, so, just south of Atlanta. So we're going to see them for a few days. We're going to drive to my in-laws in Delaware. And then we're going to go to my parents. And it just happens to be over our, we had two weddings. We did justice of the peace. And then we had our like big church wedding. And so it just happens to be that we'll be in New York for our justice of the peace anniversary. And so I um, have some points that I've earned through selling a bunch of sandals destinations that I'm taking my husband to sandals Royal Caribbean in Montego Bay. We're going to leave the kids with my parents for three nights. We're going to fly down from Buffalo using that companion pass to Southwest, you know, and, um, yep. and we're going to go, and he's never been to a sandals resort. So I'm super excited for him to go and see and experience that. Um, I do quite a bit of my travel without them. <laughs> I will say as a travel agent, you do not travel for free. <laughs> I feel like so many times I'll be, you know, I was in Cancun and people are messaging me. They're like, oh, I really want your job. And I'm like, ha ha, it wasn't so fun last year, you know. And they're right. like, well, you get to travel <laughs> for free. I'm like, pump the brakes. We do not travel for free. Um, but you know, uh, sometimes it's like on these trainings, it's a reduced cost because they want to show us their resorts so that we sell them more. Right. I mean, it's right. a lot easier in sales period. It's a lot easier to sell a product once you've experienced it. So, yeah, but yeah, but like the, I, I was actually just looking at our calendar. I'm like, Oh, we leave in like six weeks. Okay. Can I squeeze in a family trip to Cancun? Jeff, can you take leave? No, I can't. Megan, we, our household goods are going to be picked up. Like we're going to be camping in a house with no stuff. And I was like, I mean, but when we have no stuff, we could go to Cancun. And he's like, rain it in, rain it in. We're going to travel in Europe once they, they're starting to open up a little bit more. But I will tell you, Jeremy, that Cancun airport was crazy busy. And it was so nice to see because I have flown into places that have been, I mean, Orlando is normally a madhouse. And when I went in June, I went the weekend that Universal opened. We're there. We are actually Universal's top selling travel agency. They invited us down. Anybody who could come for the opening weekend in June, 
I flew down. There was nobody in that airport. I mean, there was no line at TSA, nothing. And you know, it's bad if there's no line at security, right? I mean, right. if you're right. not, I'm like, I have TSA pre-check and I don't even need it because there's mm-hmm. no line. It was so sad. But like this weekend when I flew, I flew through Atlanta. Atlanta was super crowded. I flew through, I mean, not pre-COVID levels, but but definitely a lot of people and a lot of flights. And then Cancun right. was, I was like, this is insane right here. You know, I mean, we had two gates boarding at the same time, which, you know, then you get the overlapping announcements. You're like, wait, what did you call? You know, but it was good to see people traveling and to see, you know, people at the resorts and having a good time. And it's just nice. It's been a really rough year for the travel industry. And like cruises, like you said, they're still not sailing. I mean, some of them are in other countries, but not from U.S. ports yet. So Right. We're just the CDC announced new guidelines yesterday, so we're just waiting for the cruise lines to come up with their responses. I've actually got like three webinars later today <laughs> to jump on and see like what the you know what Royal Caribbean's gonna say, what Disney Cruise Line's gonna say, what Carnival's gonna say. So wow. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 super excited to start traveling again. You know, Fran wants to when the boys are done with school because they're now back in school full time. I mean, I I'm very grateful. <laughs> But at the same time, I feel like saying, hey, like, how about go to school full time, you know, through the summer? Right. We literally, like, literally have been going to school two hours a day. And that's it. And no, no, like, Zoom calls in the morning. It was like, you go to school, you get dropped off at noon, and you get picked up at two. That's so you get dropped off at noon. So figure five minutes to get to your class. You oh, and then a solid at, like at 15 two. to 20 to like everybody to get settled in. So I was like, I was like, what are you guys actually learning? What are you learning today? Nothing, you <laughs> Nothing. know? And, and I, I, I talked to a couple of people in the neighborhood, their teachers, and they're like, actually, we're, we're on pace with the same thing. Cause we're not, we're not teaching. They're not teaching history. They're not teaching. I forget what else. They're not teaching something else. Uh, you know, you're basically doing math and, and reading. Oh, they're not teaching science. Science. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, well, Jesus, like if I, if I knew that I could, I could only, I I could get to where I needed to be in life and only had to go to school two hours a day. No problem. I'll do it. Like then why did I show out all this money for this college education to, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. Okay. We had been, our kids were on zoom. So last year, that's how it was. It was like a 30-minute Zoom call like twice a week, and then they had assignments to do, and they were done and outside in like an hour. I mean, it was ridiculous. But I get it. That was that was crisis schooling, right? I mean, that was right. – we have no idea how to adapt this. These teachers are absolute saints because they have been thrown into all these different situations and put in the middle of all sorts of conversations, and it's not their fault. You know, they're just doing their best to adapt – to the situation that they've been given, right? Agreed. And so we we moved to a year-round schedule this year here to accommodate for all this. So my kids that are normally done before Memorial Day now are not done till June 16th, and they're like beside themselves that they have to go to school that long. Um, but they were on starting the beginning of the school year. They were it was like half day Zoom, and then when they talked about us going back to school all day, which then didn't happen for another like four months. They did all day Zoom. So I had to buy like two other desks. I gave up my desk and worked at the dining room table because I had to have three kids on Zoom at all times. And it was oh, they're 815 God. to 325. 
and they got 45 wow. minutes for lunch. Oh, and then their 45 minute <clears throat> PE class, which God bless the PE teachers. Cause there's like, here's a YouTube. They're like, find a piece of paper and crumple it up into a ball and then get a cup and we're going to throw it at, you know what I mean? Like they had to be super creative too. <laughs> like I felt so bad. The art teacher who doesn't know, you know, I mean, we live, <clears throat> we live in a city. I mean, in El Paso is not, um, it's not a very affluent city. And so, you know, there are kids that the, the district provided hotspots in their houses so they could get online. Um, the district provided every child um, pre-K through third, third, second grade, got an iPad and like a very heavy duty oh. case with a keyboard. I mean, I was like, this is really nice. And then third through 12th grade got MacBooks. And I was like, I have a MacBook. Holy crap. Yes, I know. I was like, better not, not be as nice as mine. Like, what is, it's not, yeah. MacBooks are not cheap. Neither are iPads. But they did, provided it to everybody so that every child had the opportunity to log on, had all the apps and things that they needed preloaded, which was great, but sent all of their, like, consumable textbooks home, which I didn't even know they had nowadays, but, like, their textbook, they don't have, like, you know, we had those hardcover textbooks that you had, like, wrapped with paper. Yeah. No. There are these, like, the worksheets are right in them, the instruction and stuff is right in them, so they sent all of those home. And they have been doing school on Zoom the entire time. And then my boys went back in March after spring break. I was like, I, I love you, but you need to go to school. Please. Yeah, I, I think I think that's where I was at, too, is like, you know, because Fran works um, and then I, I work from home. Right. So I was like, you know, I was I was the one taking on the responsibility of, of schooling. Yes. And it was uh, it was challenging. And, and it's so funny because when. So they gave you the option. You could go full-time remote or you can go half days. And they, they like I said, so you can go full-time remote. And I was like, and you're, you'll be home with me. And, you know, because when it first happened at the end of the year, year last or at the end of the school year last year, mm-hmm. I basically said, all right, you're going to wake up. You know, we'll let you sleep in until like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. You're going to wake up. You're going to do your schoolwork. And then after your schoolwork, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. Right, right. And, and, uh, it would take them until, you know, four o'clock some days, five o'clock some days. And literally they could be done within an hour, two hours. Yeah. But they just were like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yes! And just like sitting there and almost I like. I can't write this many words. That's my first grader. I cannot write all these words. You Do you complain like this at school? You certainly can write these words. You sit down and write them. Like the excuses. Yeah. Yes. It takes, took forever. Oh. It drove me crazy. So, so then, so then. When we said, do you guys want to go Zoom full-time where you, you're at home full-time? Or do you want to go back to school part-time? And they're like, we don't want Jeremy schooling. I was like, all right. Sounds good with me. Like, you're doing me a favor, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, too funny. Yeah. No, yeah. But... So we we, uh, we went ahead and, uh, and they went part-time for the whole entire year. And then just, I think it was like two weeks ago, they went back full-time. And full-time every single day, which is nice. Uh, weekends off, obviously. Right, but it's but nice like, to have that normal like, let's schedule. Just, let's 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 at least do it for like until yeah. July, mm-hmm. you know, like end of July, and then they get August off, and then they can go back to school in September. Yeah, but like it's there, we're doing normally, them a disservice, and we are. There's normally that summer and, and, slide, anyways, right? We're like you get back to school right. in September or August, and you don't remember half the stuff. But I mean. This is, it's crazy. I've like bought enrichment programs. I'm like, when we get to Germany every day, you're going to wake up and for 30 minutes, you're going to do this math program so that you're not behind. I mean, I just, right. it's so hard. And for us, because we move so much, the school districts vary. Like 
I mean, pretty much across the country, fourth grade is state history, right? So if we don't learn Texas yeah. state history, we learn something else, fine. But otherwise, it's it's kind of hard sometimes the pace that the different schools go at, you know, did you start multiplication already? Did you not? You know, I mean, it's just right. So thankfully, we're going to they're going to Dodia schools, which are the Department of Defense Education Activities. So that is those are all the same across the United States and overseas. They have the same curriculum and they're they tend to be a faster paced school because they kind of need to be as good as or better than the like top district in the states. Right. Because these military kids are going to go and they're going to move and they need to be on grade level wherever they go. So I'm happy. I know that they'll get caught up, but I stress a little bit. And Ainsley, she's really struggled with virtual school and didn't get the opportunity to go back. And so she now is homeschooled. Thank God for my neighbor down the street who has a second grader who homeschools her daughter as a result of all this. And she's like, you just send Ainsley down. I know you work. I'm like, thank you so much. Because I can imagine. I mean, so she does this online math program and all all kinds of stuff. And she's loving it because then... She gets to play. She gets to be, you know, with her friend. They do school together. They play outside, whatever. But it's, I'm just ready. The kids need routine. Like kids thrive on routine. And when you take that away, it is so hard for them to adjust. I agree 100%. Now, like, I am no child expert, uh, but man, kids need routine. They need structure. When you go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, when you go ahead and you just say like, eh, it's a free-for-all, do whatever you want, all of a sudden, it's, you know, they are going to go ahead and fall behind and they're yeah. going to go ahead. And, you know, you see it all the time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, I, I, I try to get them to, to be structured. I, like, every it's morning hard. when they wake up, I try to make them, you know, make their bed, yeah. put the clothes in the hamper after the, you know, shower, and then you have to do push-ups and I make them do like, you know, I started them off at five push-ups, you know, and then 10 and then 15, 20, stuff yep. like that. But that's good. I will say though, a bonus to virtual school was being able to travel a little bit when things opened up. We went to Disney World for Christmas, which I was a little concerned about my kids, obviously, because they're at home, they're not wearing masks all day and, and all the time. You've got to wear it on the, in the airport and on the plane, whole way, unless you're eating. Um, at Disney World, you you literally wear them everywhere outside of your hotel room or the pool. And obviously, you take it off to eat and drink. But you're not allowed, you know, we used to be able to stroll around Epcot, around the World Showcase, and eat and drink your way around the world. There is none of that. You can carry your drink, and then you have to stop, pull your mask down, take a drink, and put it back up and keep walking. You can't. You have to be stationary while you're eating or drinking. And so my oldest and my youngest, no problems, never fought me on masks you know, whatever. I mean, they haven't really gone anywhere, but at one point you had to wear them when you walked on a walk outside. So what we would go on a daily walk and they'd have to wear a mask. I was like very, very intense. It was a very intense time here in El Paso. Um, But my middle son, Logan, he, he's definitely the like, I don't want to do this. This is dumb, you know? So I was worried. We woke them up. We didn't. He's, a, he's a little guys. Republican, huh? <laughs> not even he's that. like, I'm not wearing my he's mask. Like, he just doesn't really like change, which he struggles a little bit when we move, but he, he adapts. I mean, he's resilient, but he's just like, you know, I mean, why do I have to do school from home? Well, we right. were just doing 30 minutes on Zoom. Why is it all day on Zoom? And they're still in the classroom on Zoom, by the way. Like, they're still in front of the screens on the classroom. Like, in the really? classroom. Yeah, because like, some of the kids are still at home. 
So the teacher teaches to the class that's there, but everybody is still logged in on the Zoom meeting and you still have to submit assignments online. But anyway, so we went to Disney, we woke them up in the morning and I shared a video on, I think on my personal Facebook page, that we woke them up at like, I don't know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, brought them into our room and we're like, so do you guys wanna go on an airplane? And their sleepy heads are like, yeah, yeah, where are we going? And so I look at Jeff and I'm like, do you know how you were asking to go to Disney World for Christmas? And I told you, no, 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 we weren't doing that. They're like, yeah. And Ainsley goes, are we going to Disney World for Christmas? I was like, we are. And your suitcase is already packed. There's clothes laid out in your room. Go get dressed. We're going to get on an airplane. And I look at Logan. I was like, you will have to wear a mask all day. Are you okay? He's like, we can nice. go to Disney World? Yes. Yeah. I will do that. So it was funny. But That's they, funny. Like, what the best time? I mean, and I know that people complained about wearing masks places and that it affects your vacation. And if you really are uncomfortable wearing them, then don't go. But there's still tons of magic at Disney World. There's tons of excitement at Universal. There's amazing things going on at all of these all-inclusive resorts. You know, I mean, it's, it's your personal preference, but I'm like, nope, let's go. It's never going to be these small crowds at Disney World over Christmas are never going to be here again. We are going. And we did. We yeah. did. We went for a, a week. We did six days in the parks in a row, which I would <clears> not recommend. That was poor choice on my part. But um, yeah, but I mean, they had the best time. And it was a trip of yes for us. We were like, yes, you want to build a droid in Galaxy's Edge? Yes, you can do that. Not a lightsaber. Wow. You know, you want to build a plastic lightsaber because those are 30 bucks versus the $200. You don't need a $200 glass lightsaber at the age of four. Like, yes, you right. want to build the plastic lightsabers. Merry Christmas from Grandma and Grandpa. Droids, Merry Christmas from Mama and Grandpa. Dave. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. nice. We went and they had a blast. And Henry is like, he's four, almost five. And he's at like that perfect age. Like everything is really cool. Got he loves Toy Story. He loves Toy Story 4. He got a little, we were in a shop in Hollywood Studios. And this is like, this is the Disney difference and the Disney magic, right? So we're in a store. This cast member is putting like socks on the shelf and Henry's like, I want forky socks. And I looked and I was like, Henry, these are adult sizes, buddy. Like they are going to go all the way up to your thigh. Like these are not going to fit you. And he starts crying. And the cast member hears him and he's like, oh, you love forky, huh? And he's like, I just want forky socks. And the cast member is like, hold on a second. I don't have any forky socks. But I do this. And he comes over with a little forky that sits on your shoulder. And he's like, so I'm going to tell you a secret. Don't tell anybody. But this magnet here on the bottom, it goes right here on your shirt. And he's like, mom, is it okay? I was like, yeah. So he sticks it like right here under his shirt. And he sticks the forky on. And he's like, so now you can take forky with you everywhere. Just maybe take them off on some of the rides. And he thought that was the coolest thing. So literally forky went everywhere with us the rest of the trip. He walked around, you know. And the cat, I mean, like, wow. cast member just like rips the price tag off and puts it on. I'm like, he's like, you're all set. I was like, oh, expensive. He's like, no, 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 it's on Mickey. Mickey wants him to have a nice vacation. Wow. I was like, awesome. Yes. I mean, that. That is, see, like, that to me is is worth every moment when when, yes. when a child gets an experience like that. Yes, absolutely. You know, and like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And he did. So Forky went everywhere with us the rest of the trip. Forky even, like, through security, I was like, Henry, you got to take it to Magnet. you got to take it off. He's like, and the TSA employee's like, I'll hold, I'll babysit Forky for you. While you walk through the that's metal so detector, funny. And I'll give it back, you know, there, yeah. But I mean, that's great. Even, I mean, even everybody, even the maintenance people, you know, the, the sanitation worker, everybody was in a good mood just because people were there and having fun. You know, all of these, 
all of these employees in the travel industry are just so thankful to have their jobs back. And that's what breaks my heart about the cruise industry is that there's almost half a million Americans who still are not working because the cruise lines are still shut down. Just like all of the people on Broadway are still not working because yeah. the, the lights are still dark. Like, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. It really is. Now, I I do have, and it's not a political question. I just, I, I you know, you see all this stuff about the border. You live on the border. What, like, is it is it chaos there? Is it, like, what what's going on now? No, I mean, there is a facility on Fort Bliss now. Um, it's actually right next to the building where my husband works, and they're not allowed to take pictures of it or anything. But um, there's a facility for migrant children who are waiting to be reunited with their parents. But, I mean, like, mm. they're playing soccer in the yard. Like, it's an air-conditioned building. I yeah. feel really bad for them that they're not with their parents 100%. I would – I can't imagine what you – would have because we live in the United States, right? I can't imagine like what what has to go on in your country for you to be like, I'm gonna send my child without me to get them out of here. I can't imagine because at a super I, young age. At a super young age. I cannot imagine what that feels like and my heart breaks for them. But no, it's not chaos. Yeah. I mean and you drive like the Florida, the wall in El Paso is literally a fence like a really tall fence with barbed wire at the top. And there's doors every so often that, like, the Border Patrol workers can go through. But it's funny. Like, I've shown my friends on Marco Polo be like, oh, I'm driving by the border. Here's the wall. It's just really tall fencing. Like, you know, with a, with a door in there. You can't, you know. That's funny. But in the Rio Grande, is it's basically dry in El Paso. Like, where's this really cool river? No? No? It is? <laughs> there's, like, it's like a trickle in El Paso. But there's, oh. like, reservoirs and stuff in New Mexico where it's, you know, further up where they kind of pulled it. And then we're going to go to, we're going to camp at Big Bend National Park over Memorial Day and go eat lunch on the banks of the Rio Grande, like where you can actually see the water. So that's our oh, like nice. last big, yeah. We're going to go with two other families. That's kind of our last big COVID friendly, you know, hurrah before we leave. But yeah, no, in El Paso, I was expecting to see this like big river because that's what you hear about, right? And no, it's right. literally like a tiny stream with like concrete and magma walls. It's very strange. The Rio Grande is not so grand. No, not in El Paso. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But, you know, but it's cool. So, so before we wrap it up, because we've been talking for an hour, and I mean, I can talk, I can talk forever, but right. before we wrap it up, um, I wanted to ask you, what are, what are like two or three things, and not like your trade secrets, but what are like two or three things that you recommend people do when they book a trip or when they travel in general? You know, like you mentioned, you know, the trip insurance. Yeah, that's the number Probably one, a great especially idea. right now. That's the number one thing. And here's the thing. There are some insurance companies, like we work with a vendor of travel insure, who actually underwrites mm -hmm. USAA's travel insurance policies, which made me feel really good because we bank with USAA. So I'm like, USAA likes them. It's got to be good, right? But so for them, for instance, your travel insurance is never refundable. Even if you don't use it, you don't get that money back. But you want right. to think of your vacation as an investment. And you want to protect that investment. If you're spending $6,000 on a vacation, you want to make sure that if, if something goes wrong, that you're protected, not just for your money, but also medically. Say you get sick and it's not COVID. Say, you, say you're traveling with your dad and he has a heart attack on vacation. It needs to be airlifted somewhere. Do you know how expensive that is? That is like $40,000 to be airlifted off of a cruise ship or from a port back to the United States. You have travel insurance, it covers that. And is it the norm? No. But 
you want to protect that investment. And so some travel insurance companies will actually let you, if you're vacation, so say you bought travel insurance through travel insured for your cruise, your cruise was canceled. You didn't go. They will actually give you a voucher to use that travel insurance because you didn't use it on another trip. So you're not losing oh. all of that. So that's something it's, I feel like insurance gets a bad rep sometimes, but but travel insurance, travel protection, my number one tip is to make sure you buy that. You want to protect that investment. The second thing would be make sure you are looking at the website of, if you're going international, make sure you're looking at the website of the country you're traveling to, not the U.S. Department of State website about it, the country you're traveling to, to see what their entry requirements are. I cannot tell you when I went to Jamaica over Thanksgiving, I cannot tell you how many people I saw get turned away at the desk at the airport because they did not have their negative COVID test within a certain period of time. And it had to be the piece at that time was like the PCR test was within 10 days and they didn't have the travel authorization from the Jamaica tourism board. And so if you didn't have those papers printed out, you were not even allowed to board your flight in the United States to go. And there you go. Like, and I saw so many people in tears on the phone, but if you have a travel agent, they're going to make sure that you know all that. I send you the link. I tell you, you know, this is, you need to go this many days. This is when you can, this is the first day you can go for your test. And those requirements are always changing. So what is good today might not be the case tomorrow. So make sure you're checking often as you get up to your, as you get closer to your trip. And wow. Yeah. Yep. And then probably one more would probably be watch what you pack <laughs> regardless of where you go. Just make sure that you're aware of things like, you know, you can't bring produce into another country or, you know, right. Make sure you put stuff in Ziploc bags. <laughs> Lots of people put, you know, you go, Oh, I'm going to pack this in my check luggage and then don't put their shampoo or conditioner or whatever in a Ziploc bag and it's all over your clothes. Explodes. Yeah. And then you're looking for a laundromat or paying out the nose for dry cleaning or, you know, laundry service at your hotel to get your stuff cleaned. But yeah, you would think, Sometimes that's common sense. Sometimes it's not. But yeah. Yeah. So that's great. I, I love it. I love those three tips. That's good. And and I'm I'm super excited to start traveling again. So I I mean it sounds like you've been traveling quite a bit. I mean I have. You said Jamaica. You've been to Disney, Cancun. Yep. Jeez, man. Universal. That's awesome. I've been to Disney a few times. But yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's it's go. I mean, take the trip and make the memories. And that's one thing too, like, so we took our kids to Disney for Christmas. We stopped giving them toys and things a few years ago, and now we give them vacations and, um, and memories. Like we, we gift memories, right? Because life is short, right? I mean, you never know when it's your time. And I would much rather have them have memories than like a whole room full of stuff that they don't ever play with, especially here because they play outside. But yeah, so we, we did that. And actually Turks and Caicos was supposed to be their trip last year, which is why we went for Christmas this year because, or in 2020, because we felt bad. We, we did a whole scavenger hunt. They found out we were going to beaches, Turks and Caicos. They were super excited. We were going to go with, um, one of my coworkers. Uh, she's one of my good friends and her family and then COVID. So yeah. Wow. But and well, was, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm ready. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely like, I, I'm definitely gonna reach out to you cause we're, we're literally looking at, you know, where do we go? What do yes, we do? Please do. So, and that's the thing too, yeah, you don't we'll, have uh, to have a destination in mind. A good travel agent can take what you want. You know, do you want adventure? Do you want relaxation? Do you want, a, are you open to cruises? Are you not? And then find something that fits your, that's a, that's want. a really good point. 
That's a really good point. I uh, and then yeah, so I'll I'll talk to Fran, see what she yeah. what she's interested in, Sounds and great. then I'll I'll shoot you some ideas and perfect. We'll go from there. Awesome. All right. Well, I I can't thank you enough. I had I had a fun time talking. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I did. And, uh, and it was good catching up. It was. And I'm super excited that you're uh, you're 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 moving overseas for a couple of years because that's uh that's that's just a fun thing you know to experience. I I'm. So my wife is uh, Vietnamese in Laotian. She still has family back in Laos. And, you know, that was something that we were hoping to do this year is go to Laos. Yeah. Uh, but with COVID and everything, and now um, her her cousin or sister, however you want to look at it, uh, lives over there right now. And she's like, a lot of people are coming in from Thailand yeah. uh, that are not following the rules. And they they had like 80 cases last year. And then just in one week, they had like 600 of cases of COVID. So they're like, yeah, it's a really bad time. Borders are closed. Like, they're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I was oh, like, well, we're not going to go there just yet. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that one for later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely on our list, though, that we want to do because uh, yeah, it's just fun. She's been there before, but um, you know, yeah. we'll see. Cool. So uh, thank you again. And I, uh, I look forward to, to chatting with you in the future. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Today's episode is brought to you by Superfreshies. Superfreshies are superior superfood refreshments that are completely guilt-free, delicious, and nutritious. It's 100% plant-based, 100% superfoods, 100% clean and natural with only 2 grams of sugar. Go check out superfreshies.com and order your bars today. And thank you to realsharpknife.com. That's where you can get your customized Japanese chef knives, professional knife sharpening, and Japanese natural sharpening stones. So whether you need to chip, chop, dice, hash, julienne, or mince, go to realsharpknife.com. Don't forget to use promo code BLOWOUT10 for 10% off at checkout. And VitFit Keys, where you work like a dog, sweat like a pig, and end up looking like a fox. So give Melissa a shout at VitFit Keys today. For all your concrete restoration needs, make a concrete decision and give Jim or Scott a call at SaberCon. Do you need to eliminate the headache of shopping, cooking, and cleaning? Improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for the things that really matter. Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. So go to eatrightfoods.com, the official meal prep partner of the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres.